What's up, everybody? This is Presto. Corporal Nassage. You are listening to episode 70 of the Nintendo's podcast. That's definitely us. And today we are roasting. I mean, today we are giving our first impressions about Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. I got the digital copy. Boo. Because Did it you was- really? It was the I was out driving around. I thought I was gonna have to stream that night. I, I thought it was just quicker and easier to just do the digital download, so that I didn't have to worry about it. Now that I think about it, I should not have done that. No, you shouldn't have. <laughs> Although I have been hearing that people, not that this is indicative of our review, just putting it out there. Um, I've seen more than one post that people have successfully gotten refunds for the digital versions really mm-hmm. it might be worth doing and then taking that same money and go getting the physical so i have it yeah but supposedly nintendo really only gives you like one refund like they keep track of your account and it's like you get one digital refund and then if you call again to do it again they won't like in a future game they they're they're not as as forgiving anyway welcome episode 70 here we are we have so much so we're 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 gonna do our first impressions of pokemon violet and scarlet but then there's so much other stuff that has happened this episode we kept pushing it back and pushing it back to suit our schedules and then stuff kept coming out so in this episode we're going to talk about first impressions about pokemon we're going to talk about the indie direct that happened that actually looks really good. Um, <laughs> the Indie Direct, Indie World Direct that happened. Uh, something that released alongside this that is crazy that I don't want to spoil the the momentum for because we'll get there. Uh, we're going to talk about Sunbreak, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, uh, Title Update 3 that's coming out on Thanksgiving. Okay, happy Thanksgiving. Have some new monsters to grill up. Um, and then we're also going to talk about Splatoon chill season which every time i hear about it it just reminds me of hey hero thank you for liking the stream welcome in hero my alerts are not coming through where they should be here let me drag these all the way up to the top um uh yeah every time i hear about the uh the chill season of um splatoon it just makes me think of uh, the new Fortnite season that was like a season ago where it was like vibing or something. It was like very similar, like an emphasis on like being super low key. Okay. But anyway, um, here we are. Do you, can you see the, can you see the Facebook chat? Yeah, can I've somebody... got, I've got both of them up right now. Okay, cool. Cause my Facebook chat is not coming up. Um, so yeah, let's jump right into it. So we have a lot of stuff. Hey, Bernie, what's up? Whoa. Welcome in. I'm trying to that's fine. Uh, oh, Jason, also, thank you for liking the stream. Oh, now my chat works. Great. All you had to do is say something. <laughs> um, so, Corporal, before we get into it, oh, also, we're going to talk about that we got crazy things from Capcom. We got a crazy yes. Capcom creators package just out of nowhere um which we will also talk about in a moment um but corporal what have you been playing 
Pokemon Snap, really. That's that's it. Pokemon Snap? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. I've got... <laughs> I, I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, I see why he did that. <laughs> Marvel Snap. <laughs> Playing Pokemon Scarlet, Violet, yeah. or Marvel Snap, Pokemon Snap. Uh, yeah, so you've, been, so you've been playing a lot of Marvel Snap then. Yes. I mean, I'm almost at tier two. I'm not nearly as high, as high up as you are, but... I accidentally forgot what collection level you get into uh, pool three at. Okay. And I crossed that threshold, and I was winning a lot, winning a lot. I'm running a Jubilee deck, and I crossed into pool three, and I'm playing, and all of a sudden I see a card I haven't seen before, and I'm like, oh... That's interesting. And then I see another card I haven't seen before, and I'm like, what's happening? What? What? I'm like, oh, no, I'm in pool three. I'm about to get thunderclapped, and I sure have been. I've been, I've been squeaking out some wins, but pool three is the deep end. Pool three is the deep end. Um, Chris Taglioni, go duck start to trade. Do, do duck start to trade. Do duck start to trade. I don't... Uh, yeah, I... I, I saw that. I wasn't sure. We haven't traded in Pokemon yet. We haven't tested that feature yet. <clears throat> but, yeah, I've been really enjoying Marvel Snap. Obviously, I've been playing the new Pokemon. What? For those listening at home, Corporal's making a weird face. <laughs> so, in uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield... I made several multiple accounts. One under Little Red. Turn, turn on, the gain down on your mic just a pinch. One on on uh, on Little Red. One on Lady Sage, and one on Sushi Cat, so that we could, <laughs> so that I we could all have the starter Pokemon. And oh. I'm wondering if I'm going to be able to do the same thing with this so I can have all three starter Pokemon in my hand. Hmm. I mean, if you have more than one Switch, you should be able to do it. I was using Pokemon Home, transferring things to Pokemon Home, oh. and then logging out, starting over, and transferring them back. You might have to play through all of the tutorial the three-hour yeah. tutorial. We'll, we'll get there. Maybe that's why they made it so long. Or I could Maybe. just trade you a starter. Yeah. Or, starter or Hero egg. could just... We'll get... We'll get you're going to be our, our Pokemon Sugar Daddy hero. <laughs> um, so yeah, played a lot of Marvel Snap, playing a lot of Pokemon, obviously. I've also been playing something else, but I want to I wanna get through... Because yep. reveal that this happened. Um, what have you? What are you drinking? It's the holiday season. Oh no! So, <laughs> winter what? spiced cranberry sprite. <laughs> I I hate that. I that mean, sounds good to me. It does sound good, right? And I'm also drinking liquid death. This is mango chainsaw. Mango like, chainsaw. That's just and I like the taglines that are underneath it. It's murder your thirst. Murder like that's thirst. That's Yo, brilliant. spooky, what's up? What's up? 
Who is this? Elite Husky. First time here. Love the vibes. Oh, welcome in, Elite welcome Husky. Welcome in, Husky. Yeah, we're the Nintendads. Uh, this Do you is prefer Husky or you prefer Elite? Elite Husky. It's not a common Husky. Mm. Um, yeah, this is our this is our podcast episode. We stream games, but we also do episodes. And now your name will forever be in this episode, and it's going to go on Spotify and Apple Music and all the things. And across so, the world. So there we go. Um, to our, like, five Canadian and three English people on the other side of the pond. And, like, a thousand people in the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> who are just waiting for us to talk about the Monster Hunter stuff. But we'll get That's there. all they care about. <laughs> I had a birthday on the 8th. Happy birthday, old man. Thank you. I am very old. Cheers. Um, cheers. Uh, oh, look. Wait a second. What's that? Oh. Look at that mug. Look at oh. that mug action. My goodness. You know what? How, how It's amazing. a koozie. It's... <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is sacrilegious. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had a, I had a birthday, and... Um, uh, I went and I treated myself to my absolutely favorite coffee, which is Rook. Uh, Rook Coffee in, uh, I got it in Red Bank, but it's a, it's a coffee place here in New Jersey, and they make the best And at least brew. one in American. <laughs> at least yeah. one. That's right, Smokey. <laughs> the, the best cold brew ever. Um... So I am drinking that, and it's it's the best cold brew ever. What more do you need to know? I wish the logo was on both sides because yes, I, I don't normally I'd drink like... this way either. I normally drink <laughs> with my right hand, but then it's backwards, and then I'm yeah. like trying to like <laughs> exactly know. this works. I can I can be left-handed to show the logo. I'm um, glad I'm not the only one. So let's let's talk about that. Before we get into Pokemon, we need to do a huge thank you to Capcom because they sent us hold on, I got my box right here. Oh, I my box is up there. They sent us some stuff. <laughs> Woo! It's not a small package. No. This is no small thing. They sent us a package. They sent us... I don't want to get the packaging all over, but they have the... I still have all the junk in mind because I think packaging is cool. Um, but... For those of you who are watching my screen, I'll let Presto describe things, but I'm going to go for a tour. <laughs> a desk tour. Sorry, sorry, audio-only people, once again. <laughs> so, there is the beautiful... Excuse my pizza in the side. You don't see that. Uh, <laughs> there is this beautiful Capcom. Also, got it set up. I had to nice. rearrange my entire desk, but yeah, I got it. It's huge. It's gigantic. It is huge. Got obviously the mug. It's a desk mat. Which it's is a desk beautiful. mat. Everybody's talking about. If, we're, if you're listening to this, and we're like, it's you. It's a desk mat. It's a thing where you put your keyboard and your mouse. Uh, you can't see it right now because I don't have a wire for it to be plugged in. But there's a Capcom Creator LED light, just like my Nintendo's one that's over there. Yep. So that's gonna I get lit up. I got mine right there. I did a I did a video on this uh, at the beginning of my last stream on Ew, Dirty Jersey. <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? That's in the Twitch chat. Dirty Jersey. Okay, if you're a native New Yorker, I'll let that slide. That's perfectly acceptable. 
That's the that only was... state. That's the only state. <laughs> New York's like a big brother, New Jersey, so we just have to take yeah. our shit. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I'm I'm living in Florida right now. I evacuated from New Jersey. So I know, but I'm, we I'm all okay. everybody on the East Coast gets to take swings at Florida though. I mean, yeah. Every Florida we're all we're thing. all punching down at Florida. <laughs> and then they also sent us some blue light uh glasses. Uh they also also sent us uh, what was the other thing? The mugs? Yeah, we got the mugs. Oh, the glasses. I'm not wearing the shirt. The LEDs. I should have wore the and, shirt. Yeah, my shirt is also. I wore it on my stream. See, those look good on you. Do and they? And you, you wear blue light glasses sometimes, yeah. Uh, yeah, I. So yeah, I have. It's a. It's a point five prescription. I mean, it's considered a prescription, but it's really not. It's a point five readers uh, lens. Um, and I only wear it my when I'm on a computer because my my .5 readers is also a blue light lens. So the glasses that I normally have, I use specifically for when I'm looking at a computer for long term because of the blue light, and I get a headache. But yeah, these these, these have blue light reflect the blue light filter, and I'm always looking at a screen. These are so. not a reader. There's no .5 in them, and it's a blue light. So. Yeah, I need Good. to get I need to get prescription lenses in mind because I need mm -hmm. my prescriptions. I'm <laughs> otherwise you're a blind man. Yeah, be like, hi, welcome to the episode. I can't <laughs> see anything. My point five readers name your mixtape. <laughs> Corporal and the point five readers. It sounds like a cover band. Oh man, Jeremy's in the chat. What's up, Fate? Uh -oh, Damn, you're lucky to only have 0.5 readers. I need 1.5 and can't find them anywhere. <laughs> Is that because you're not wearing them? So you're like, where'd they go? Um, so yeah, huge, huge thank you to Capcom uh, for hooking us up with the Swagtastic package. Um, super appreciate that. It's super cool. Um, all right. On to the meat of this episode sandwich. Oh, yeah. Pokemon. It's kind of like my supreme. Pizza. I love I love having a prop to like <laughs> emphasize things with. This is why I can't buy digital. So I got a pizza. Pokemon, you're gonna be like ah, olives everywhere. Um, yeah. So Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out. They're here. We've been playing. I haven't been able to play as much as I would like, um, but I'm planning on playing it a lot more. I'm in the open world. Um, what's, what's your vibe so far? Okay. If you were to do a one, one sentence, somebody's, you're in an elevator with somebody. See, look, I'm, I'm, we're not on a desert island this time. Not if on a desert in, island. If you're wow. In, if you're in an elevator and you had. Somebody rescued you. <laughs> you had one, you had one sentence to tell somebody, oh, how's that new Pokemon game? What would you tell them? For those of you who have been listening to us long enough since the beginning, take a shot. There, Preston has been using the analogy of if you're on a desert island, what would if? And it's become a running joke that that's like all he ever uses. So the fact that he didn't is entertaining. Um, so I will preface this by saying I really enjoyed Pokemon Sword and Shield. And really, maybe that's my one line in an elevator. I really enjoyed Sword and Shield. Therefore, I'm liking Pokemon Scarlet. Okay. Now, I will also say, 
take myself out of the fact that we run this podcast and our main focus of our podcast is Nintendo and Pokemon and you know Nintendo news and everything else. I have kept myself very much so in the dark about what is in this game and what's coming other than the fact that it's an open world. My wife, Lady Sage, has gone even further and has not known anything other than the fact that there's Violet and Scarlet and LeChonk, because that's all I say when I'm walking around the house. LeChonk! LeChonk! <laughs> so, she has not known anything about it, and she sat down and she played the game yesterday after <coughs> after work, and she was surprised and lo- loved the open world aspect. She thought it was refreshing and new and interesting, and she enjoyed it, and she put, like, five hours in. She's also so, a big Skyrim fan. It's worth yes. noting. So she she likes the Skyrim open fan. world format. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a pleasant surprise for her. So me coming home last night and sitting down and playing, uh, it's a good game so far. Okay, I, fair. I, because of its similarities to Sword and Shield, it feels like it's going to be a quality game. Yet again, I preface by saying I enjoyed Sword and Shield. I enjoyed Sword and Shield, but it still fell short of my expectations. And maybe that's my fault for having those expectations, but... That very much is the taste I get with this game. That I feel like I was hyped up through the commercials and the trailers and the media of what this was going to be. And so far, I don't know if it's delivered it. And we'll get into some of my cons, but let me tell you, I have already experienced enough bugs that make me wonder if maybe I'll never get those expectations. Yeah. No, I haven't. We have not seen the number thousandth Pokemon yet, but I've heard it's like Mutant Gumby. I will say, though, Lady Sage, the very first thing she said, she turned on the game. She didn't even, like, look at the loading screen. She just turned on the game. And then, like, picked her character, did her thing, and then the opening credits started, and it said Scarlet. And I happened to be on the phone with her, and she was like, Oh, man, you got Scarlet! (laughs) She she wanted Violet. (laughs) I mean, there's almost no. I mean, there's there, there's the the main Pokemon like the legendary that you get to ride around on. There's like four differences, and I looked it up. Yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty small. It's minimal. Yeah. One is a there's a one single professor who's different. There is the legendary or the whatever main Pokemon that you're playing with that's different. There are like three or four. Um, actual in-game pokemon that are locked between each version each version and then there's this school and the colors of oh that yeah yeah that that's right i forgot that the schools were different that's like the yeah difference. one's a grape and the other one's an orange i mean uh, i like an orange orange isn't even red so i don't like wh- what was that they could have gone like with a radish or something why an orange radish? pokemon radish pokemon radish and pokemon celery <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i will i will also say 
that it is I'm enjoying it so far. Mm-hmm. It's flawed. There's some big flaws. Yes. But so far, so good. So far, I'm having fun with it. So far, I want to play more of it. I want more of what I've experienced. Um, and again, this is super like first impressions. Not not played nearly enough time to really know, you know, what what score I'll give this game in the end. But so far, it's cool, and that's either that I'm having trouble looking past some of the issues to see the good game underneath, or it's that it really is a hot mess, and I'm still like in the honeymoon phase of experiencing an world Pokemon game. Um, but let's talk about that because that is the selling point of this game, right? Besides the fact that it's Pokemon, is that it's open world Pokemon. Now, we can't talk about the open world without talking about the ridiculously long section that you have to play through before you get to the open world. Um, So when you play, it's about three hours? It's about three hours uh, before you get to the truly open world section. Now, that's not three hours of just text and customizing your character because in those three hours you do get to run around the school a little bit you do get to run around some limited open areas sort of like um the beginning of uh arceus which i'm Mm -hmm. definitely going to compare this a lot to a lot Um, too yeah but before you could make some comparisons to sword and shield with the center area that was open world yeah yeah um but to get to the point the to get to the main selling point of this game, which is you can do the gyms in any order, you can do this objective, you can do that objective, it's too long. It's too long. The, it needed the, to be about half of that at the most. Yeah, the intro to this game is very much set up for a brand new Pokemon player who has never played Pokemon before and handholds you through a guided tour of how to play Pokemon. But also, and that's fine, because they do that a little bit in every Pokemon, but I feel like they spend way too much time forcing the story down your throat. And I know it's Pokemon, and I know that's a thing that they do, but, like, open world! It's like, you know the open world is there, and it's almost like, alright, we're gonna make you, we're gonna drag this out as much as possible before you get to the open world. I feel like they could have done a very simple thing, and had one of the characters like, running down and stand in front of a fork in the road. And the character could have been like, hey! Did you study up and learn about Pokemon before you joined the school? Or is this your first time? And then you could have just went one path and gotten right to the school. Or went another path and did all of the other things. Yeah, somebody said, I was I was reading Twitter last night, and it was like, Pokemon games need an option that say, I'm an adult, skip the tutorial. Yes. Which, yes. I mean... So it's open world, so the narrative is going to be very different in the way it's presented than previous Pokemon games. And I think I think Game Freak is having trouble 
trusting the players and letting that go because yep. I think they're like, all right, we have to jam all the important parts of the story up front because then once we let them loose, we don't know what order they're going to do things in. They could play for 17 hours and not hit another plot point. So we really need to cement the whole story in place, which I can kind of understand, but it's too long. But that's not how an open world game is made. There are story elements that are throughout the entire... Like, we talked about Skyrim. Lady Sage loves Skyrim. You can have three different plot points that are going on at the same time and 300 side quests going on at the same time in Skyrim. Like, <laughs> But Skyrim is from an era before video games were really, really hand-holdy. Correct. But it's, a, it's proof and evidence... That you don't need to be an idiot. Well, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Breath Wild. Of the Wild even, in even though it's open world and they have that little, you know, you're in the little island section before you can really, really go out and do anything. That does that it really I, well. That island section is about an hour. Yeah. And the island section is a very, very condensed version so that you can understand all of the mechanics that are throughout the entire game. And they even came out and said that if you wanted to, you could leave that island and go right to the castle and beat the game. Oh, yeah. Speedrunners do it. Speedrunners do it. beat the game. Uh, yeah. In crazy, magnificent ways. <laughs> but if you want the full experience, you can do everything else. That's exactly what they should have done here. They should have taken all of these plot points math classes after three hours into the game uh, biology classes seven hours into the game like they should have broken things up so that you could have experienced all of the plot throughout the, the now we all understand that these people are gonna be like oh no i want to go out and catch the pokemon that's the point of doing this okay make catching the pokemon a part of the plot like Make them come back to the city for XYZ moments here or there. Like, there's natural ways to make that happen. And they just, like, no, here's here's everything. Yeah. Eat your full dinner before you get to dessert. Yeah. So, that this is definitely not the the most critical thing we're going to be, have a, a, <laughs> like, hitting on in this game. But, so, the, the tutorial's too long. Um, the open world, once you get into it, is pretty cool. I have to say, I am playing this game exactly like I play Breath of the Wild, where I just go here. Oh, there's this thing. Oh, and then, oh, there's another thing. And that's sort of like cliche with open world games. But I'm having a lot of fun just exploring, and I spent pretty much my entire second stream just messing around. And then in the last, like, 40 minutes, I was like, okay, we need to actually, like, get our stuff together, because... When you start catching and encountering Pokemon over level 20, you can't do anything. They become almost impossible. very, very hard to catch. And if you do catch them, Pokemon over level 20 will not listen to you if you haven't cleared one gym yet. You have to have a gym badge or else the Pokemon just sit there and ignore your orders until they die. And that, that was kind of annoying and I get that that's a thing that's been in Pokemon before, but like, it felt, it felt like a weird gate 
to rub up against where it was like, oh, it's open world. You can do whatever you want until you start encountering level 20 Pokemon. And then you're going to actually have to complete some parts of the story, which I didn't yeah. feel like I have played a ton. Um, but so I went, I did the gym, the first gym. Uh, I actually did the first gym, like, because there is an order if you look at the root numbers, because it's like area one, area two. I did the area one gym, and I did the area one star team, team star base. Um, and both of those were really cool. I will say that the difficulty feels weird. It feels lumpy. It feels inconsistent, um, because the first gym... I absolutely blew the guy's face off. It was just like one-shotted almost all of his Pokemon, no challenge. I lost half my party to a random Tauros in the wild on my way to that gym. <laughs> yep. Um, similarly, Team Star, first base, piece of cake. I went on, I ended up on Area 5 and almost got completely, my party almost completely wiped out by a guy with two Pokemon. Um, so the difficulty is inconsistent, and while that was sort of jarring, I think I like it, because that's sort of indicative of an open-world game, right? Is when you're in the open world, you don't know what you're going to encounter, so you have to be careful. Um, which is not, being careful is not something you normally need to do in a Pokemon game, like, yeah. ever. You just, you just roll face. Um, so I like, I like not knowing what I'm in for, but randomly encountering a level 22 Tauros that I can't catch, I can't run away from, and my Pokemon, like, basically can't do anything against was a little, like, uh, I don't like this. Um, but that's the only time that that's really happened <coughs> so i don't mind the uh open world kicking you in the face in the teeth like that's like you said it's kind of indicative of the thing although i do think that the difficulty and this was my biggest complaint about sword and shield was that they should scale some of these encounters. Well, I think I, they're supposed to. I think I've I've read that there is scaling in this game. There wasn't in Sword and Shield. There wasn't there in Sword and Shield, no. Barely any actual scaling in Arceus, while they said that there were some uh, in the different sections that you went to with different areas and whatnot. I, I have yet to experience it, but I don't know if there is or if it's really all that good. But I feel like if you're able to defeat X amount of Pokemon or X level of amount of Pokemon, when you go to the next gym, that gym should be scaled to that, that ability. And what's in the wild should also be scaled to what's in your party. And in the five hours that I played, it didn't feel that way at all. Yeah, see, I, th I mean, I felt... Like, most of this stuff was sort of in level appropriate. And it might be within, like, like you can play, and then, like, once you hit level 20, or once you're getting seeing level 20 Pokemon, you have to have the first gym badge. So the scaling, 
might just be in those brackets. Like, now that I've cleared the first gym and most of my Pokemon are level 20 and above, now maybe I'm not going to encounter any Pokemon that are level 10 and under. Like, I'm only going to encounter Pokemon from, like, level 11 to level 30. So, like, yeah, I got to level 10. I had upgraded most of my Pokemon to level 10 before I ever even got to the school. Yeah, yeah, same. Well, so yeah, no, I think I did too. Uh, on our Twitter, I I shared Corporal Nostridge's tweet <laughs> uh, where uh, you can see the Pokemon that I had while I was playing. Talked about some of those flaws. <coughs> I hadn't even gotten to the, the, the school and the ground just disappeared beneath me while I was in the middle of battling a worm. And I was like, that was the tweet that I shared. And that oh, screenshot, I saw that. That screenshot is direct shared from my Switch. So, like, it went right out the moment it happened. Like, See, I've what? seen... I've, And we'll get... I want to talk about a couple more things before we dive into the performance issues. <laughs> and I, so, I don't know if that's performance, but, like, talk about flaws. Yeah, like, I think the performance and graphics are where mm-hmm. the criticism is going to come in. Um, but the open world so far is fun. Terrestrializing. This was another thing that I live tweeted <clears throat> in the moment of playing. I still have the original screen grab video of the first time giganticizing my Pikachu in Sword and Shield. And you do it and it goes Pika Oh yeah, you get the classic the classic fat boy, the chonky yes! chonky and Pikachu. It was the greatest moment. Like I laughed so hard. And I'm sorry, but the music in the background of Sword and Shield when those battles were going on slaps. Like they were phenomenal. But the crystallization thing in this game, I'm sorry, but like we took like football field step backs. Wait, hold up. I have to, I have to read because I responded to your tweet and (laughs) I just remember it being like pretty funny. Um, I said, I saw that and you're like, what is this? Gigantamaxing is way better. And I said, I said, Turning your Pokemon into a kaiju in front of a stadium of thousands, or bedazzling your Pokemon to beat school children in a public park. That's that's yes. kind of that's kind of the difference. However, yes. however, I I like so presentation, obviously Gigantamaxing is hundred percent cooler, flashier. Mm-hmm. I prefer terrestrializing above and beyond Gigantamaxing. Because Gigantamax, they become big, they use their attacks, there is some strategy about when you Gigantamax, so I do do enjoy that strategy. However, terrestrializing, once you get further into the game and you start encountering uh, terror raids, which I'm going to talk about next, and getting Mm -hmm. Pokemon with unique terror types... Now, all of a sudden, you have secret little strategies hidden in your party. 
So if I get, if I get, and and this is the this is the classic example of like diversifying move sets taken to an extreme. So the classic example of like typing strategy is you have Charizard, right? Charizard's fire type, obviously. The counter, the obvious counter to fire type is water. So when you're getting into competitive Pokemon, you're doing PvP, you try to teach Charizard Thunder Punch because Thunder Punch is an electric move that will yeah. counter his counters. So you put up Charizard, they send out a water type, you sneak attack them with the Thunder Punch that they're hopefully not expecting. Yep. Terrestrializing is that thought taken to an extreme because it changes the Pokemon's typing mid-battle. So now, if I have my Charizard that's electric-type terrestrialization and somebody sends out a water-type, I terrestrialize. Not only now do I not have that water weakness, but now I also am powering up attacks. Basically, you're reversing the tables. So it's like every Pokemon now has you know, the standard one or two types, but then they have, like, a secret third type, potentially. And that, to me, is strategically interesting. It adds depth to the gameplay. Most certainly. Most certainly. But it's still not as cool as... It cool is the dumbest way of doing it. Yeah. Like, I, and bedazzling your Pokemon is exactly... They could have exactly... done it in a different way. I mean, it looks... It kind of looks cool. As long as the game doesn't freeze. It, it looks it, cool. It, Bedazzling your Pokemon is exactly it. That's it. Like, yeah. I'm just let's just call it because terrestrializing is kind of a weird word, and I always it's like a mouthful. I'm just gonna say bedazzling. But at the same time, that was another thing. She in the little girl who's with you, the one who gives you the terrestrialized ball or whatever. Yeah, Nimona. 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 Uh, sounds like ammonia. Nimona. <laughs> literally says it crystallizes your Pokemon. She uses the word crystallize somewhere yeah. in her description. Why not just call it that? Be I don't know. I don't know. Blame the localization teams. <sighs> um, so, by the way, I just, this is a minor point, but I feel like the writing and the characters in this game are better than they have been in... Sword and Shield and Crimson, I'm so sorry. I, uh, you're totally over here on Twitch talking, and I neither one of us have responded to you. How's it going? Kind of agree, but the intro is scattered with a few things. You can spend your time catching so many Pokemon, and you can battle trainers and then move into the Academy part. It's a little much when it gets into the Academy, but I like how it's broken up. But that mechanic is then pushing the plot, which is what you want. <clears throat> I agree. So, I and the, I what I, I compared it to would you rather be punched in the arm really hard or would you rather be slapped in the arm for three hours? Because I yeah. feel like Pokemon tutorials are always pretty painful. But usually they're only about an hour. And this tutorial wasn't as painful but it was so long to get to the open world. So, I thought you you had played the game prior to me because you've got sketchy backdoor deals. I but, got an early <laughs> copy, and I can't but, say how without getting. But besides besides that, 
you were like, oh, the open world really isn't there until after three hours in. <clears throat> there was enough open world that was very reminiscent of Sword and Shield and very reminiscent of Arceus early enough in the game that I was okay. You were like, oh, yeah, the real open world doesn't happen too later. Yes, but it felt, it felt open enough. Welcome in, JoJo! It felt open enough, early enough in the, in the game, that that didn't bother me. So to Chin's point, you're right. Uh, Chin, <coughs> sorry, I hope that that's okay. Chin, like the, chin. the Chin. The Chin. Uh, um, I, I feel like there was enough open-worldness that was there, and... Yet again, Lady Sage, who was sitting down next to me, who had already played her five hours, was now watching me play, and she was like, come on, just get to the school already, it's that way. <laughs> and I'm like going off in this direction, and that direction. The classic, yeah. I, I, I am bagging on the tutorial for being too wrong, too long, but it, it really wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. The, the, so, the, the dialogue gets... You know, it's a Pokemon game. Yeah, and Chin Chin pointed out here uh, on Twitch saying that once you get to the academy, like it's I, a little bit of I, a slog. I feel that, and that that most certainly is to your point. Uh, they tried to shove so much of the story up front because they didn't want to lose you when you went to the open world. And I'm saying that they should have Skyrimmed that, and they should have broken that up throughout the entire game. They'll learn. They'll get into it. JoJo, Nintendo Fathers. Ryan's <laughs> playing Scarlet. He's loving it on the 75-inch. Woo! That sounds nice. nice. My 65-inch just died. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so um, sad. Back to terrestrializing, specifically the raids. Now, the Terra raids are have the potential to be really cool. So you see them on the map. They have, like, the big, you know, things. They're very reminiscent of how they looked in um, Sword and Shield, actually. Mm -hmm. um, but did you know, not only can you do multiplayer, which we really haven't had a chance to test, so I can't really comment on that. Yeah. You can do that with your friends. But when you're in, like, your main menu thing, if you hit L, um, the left left bumper, you you can turn so that you're in online mode. And once you're mm -hmm. in online mode, you can queue into terror raids from the menu with other players randomly. It'll give oh. you, I think it'll give you six or eight, uh, like, terror raids, and you can choose which one you want to queue into, or you can hit random, and it will randomly queue you in. And that is so cool. That I, I have heard nobody talk about this. But I was just like in the settings and I was like, huh, it says I'm offline and I can hit L to go online. I wonder what that'll do. And I hit it and then I forget what it's called. It's called like the the network or the Pokey network or something. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll bring it up. Oh, my 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 son was playing Mario Odyssey, so I'll have to uh, <laughs> I'll have to get in here. Um, I'll show it. I'll show it in a second. But I did it on the stream. Um, oh, wait, did I do it on the stream? Maybe. Let me let me boot up my game here, and then I'll show you. But it's really cool, and it wasn't... Again, I feel like sometimes the coolest features in these games aren't talked about or advertised at all. But it's not like, ooh, a secret thing that we hid to find. It's just, like, in there, 
and nobody, like, I, I don't know. I think it's one of the cooler features because you don't, like, you can hunt around and discover them, um, which is cool, but the fact that you can just queue into them makes, like, grinding them out if you want to do that, like, really simple. And it kind of, it kind of almost makes it feel like a little MMO-ish. Um, okay, so if you are, if you are in, in the game, right, you go to your main you menu. Hit X, you hit X to pull up the game menu. Yeah, X pull the game menu, and you see that top left corner is on lo- offline mode, so you hit the left bumper. It's the right corner. Oh, right corner. Oh, hold on, <coughs> I'm on, I'm on airplane mode. This is, this is not what I thought I would be doing, or I would have queued this up. Uh, maybe I'll make a video on how to on how to do this. So yeah. you hit you hit L. It says connect to the internet. It's communicating. I just connected to my Wi-Fi, so give this a second. <laughs> you have still had it in offline mode since you were doing. And now it says you're now connected <laughs> to the internet. So once you're connected to the internet, it's called the Pokey Portal. So in the main menu, you're gonna go over and you're gonna go down to the Pokey Portal. It's backwards because Discord is annoying. You go to the Pokey Portal. And it brings up this screen. And in this screen, you can queue into Terror Raid Battles. Right there. Um, you hit... Whoops. I hit the wrong thing. No, I don't want to do the Union Circle. Um, you can queue into Terror Raid Battles, and it will give you... Communicating... It will give you this screen. And so you can... That's cool, especially if you don't have people to play online with. Yeah, it'll give you this screen. And if you haven't... I haven't done any terror raids for these Pokemon yet, so they are mystery. But I'm assuming uh, after you fight them or after you catch them... I mean, I can already tell I see a Venonat. I see a the Seagull guy. Um, you just pick one. It tells you the difficulty. These are all one star um, right now. And then, or you can go to random, or you can go to link code if you're trying to play with somebody in specific. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't seen anybody streaming the game talk about this. I haven't seen anybody using this, um, but I think it's super cool. You can also, this is also where you can do Battle Stadium, which I'm assuming is matchmaking PvP. And also surprise trades, um, which are returning from... Can you pick one you haven't found yet? Yes! Yeah, you can. You just don't know what Pokemon it is until you get it. But yeah, you can queue into uh, the ones that you haven't done yet. I just typed out a brief understanding of what you just explained to everybody. So it's in the chat, and the words are there, and it can be used and shared and explained to other people if you want to have it. Sweet. Yeah, I might I might do a how-to video, just like a quick two-minute how-to video, because it's, again, it's one of the cooler features that i found that's totally flying under the radar. Yeah. Um, okay. Agreed. So, now it's time to get into the main criticism. The performance. So I, I mean, we've already criticized the game enough. and Mostly around the, the, the in tutorial. Reality, in reality, <clears throat> that criticism is just the tutorial. And that is something that they very easily could have fixed at the writing stage. 
and it's really not. It's like not my cup of tea, but it's like not. It it it's built specifically for people who've never played a Pokemon game before and who wants to get that full experience. So while it is a criticism, it is a minor criticism in comparison to the game as a whole. Yeah. But what's coming next is, I think, indicative of a cancer that is bleeding through the entire video game industry as a whole. At its core, the video game developers' hearts have been dying slowly, and it is rotting away at the enjoyment and the quality of video games across the world. And it needs, and I'm telling you now, people, it needs to stop. Because it is disgusting, disgusting practice. And I'm not happy about it. I I can I get the sense that you're not happy about it. <laughs> you're I love that. I'm gonna have to clip that out because as you were getting more intense, your lights shifted to red, and you were like, "It needs to be burned out." <laughs> usually, usually I'm the one raging over things, and Corporal's like, "You know, I'm more casual. I don't care about frames. I'm you know, it takes a lot to bother me." But Corporal's pot is now boiling. It's, and everybody better get ready for what that entails. I'm sorry, but like, and this has happened before Cyberpunk. This is a problem that's been going on before Cyberpunk, but Cyberpunk was the most public use of this poor practice. And I'm sorry, but the level of professionalism and quality in the things that we are developing and creating these days has just been thrown out the window. We don't yeah. care anymore. Hey, Geeky Fat, what's up? We slap a shiny sticker on it and charge you full price and say, yes, that's the product we made. This was ready, like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm, so, it's, it's wrong. If you somehow have not heard this, the performance of the new Pokemon games on the Switch are bad. They're, they're you say bad. on the Switch as if it had been developed for any other platform. Uh, well, it you might have could, been developed for a TI-81 calculator with how they perform. You could make the argument that other games that have had this problem were developed on and for a computer and were then later ported for slower, incapable platforms like consoles or Switches. But that's not the case here. They had no excuse. Yeah, so... In, in in instances of, like, No Man's Sky or different... I mean, No Man's Sky actually did do a pretty good job. Near Automata just came out with a port for the Switch that is flawless. But uh, Mortal Kombat 11 I use as an example. Um, Sonic Frontiers is also another example where the port... Oh, you're welcome, Jojo. I just saw your chat thing. Um, glad that helped. Kiki uh, Bat showed up in chat. Preach! <laughs> preach! It is a massive issue, yeah. Um, so, in, in instances where there is a game that launches on multiple platforms or primarily on another console or PC and then it gets ported to Switch, I just say, well, they went for the money play. They want the distribution of having it be on the Switch because the Switch is crazy popular and everybody has one. But it sucks that they didn't give the system its due diligence to make it perform. There are lazy ports all over the Switch. Mortal Kombat 11, Sonic Frontiers, just the examples that come to mind. However, 
this is not a port. This is a first-party game. Um, mm-hmm. It's a bit... I mean, it's a first-party game, kind of, because it's like... That was so much louder than I was expecting it to be for it being, like, off the mic. Um, So, Mario Kart, Super Mario Odyssey, Super Smash Brothers, those are all first-party games. This is made by the Nintendo company, developed by Game Freak. So, it's a little... It's it's kind of first-party. I would say it's it's first-party-ish. But, like... Monster Hunter Rise. Monster Hunter Rise, not first party, flawless, not a port, made for the Switch, amazing. This is maybe if you're if you if we consider Pokemon to be a first party game, which for argument's sake, we'll just say that it is. Say that it is. This is probably the worst performing first party game on the Switch at launch. And to geeky or to, to Crimson Chin's point. Uh, or sorry, Chin Crimson, Crimson Chin, somebody else. The um, Chin, the Chin she is the Chin. To the I Chin's point, like one of those like uh, cartoon big beefy. What was the cartoon where the guy like fought people? Like his chin became the a Crimson fist? Chin. Was that that was it? Yeah, but this isn't the Crimson Chin because that's copyright infringement. This is the Chin Crimson. <laughs> <laughs> the Chin. Yeah. To yeah, the okay. Chin's to the, the Chin's chin. point. Um, fairly odd parents. That's where he's yes. from. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, of course he would know. It's his username. Um, <laughs> to the chin's point, uh, this can be fixed with updates and patches. And I pray for the legacy of the Pokemon franchise that it is fixed. But this game was not ready to be released. This yes, game needed yes. this. This. <laughs> This game needed more time, and I don't know whether it's an optimization thing. I don't know whether there's memory leaks. I don't know what the issue is because I'm not a programmer, but I don't have to be a programmer to know that it needed more time. And I understand it's the big holiday game, right? Black Friday's in less than a week. It needed to come out in this window, but this is not ready. It's half-baked. It needs more time in the oven. Uh, so, I, I I think it's a memory leak issue. It's definitely a graphical issue. Something that I should have videoed last night when I was playing. You get to the 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 market square, right? Just at the the stairway below the academy. Yeah. And you're standing there, and the stairs are in front of you, and there's people off in the distance. And there's a tree, a palm tree. And in the palm tree is some of those cotton swab birds, right? I can't remember what they're called. but they're, Oh, they're yeah, called. yeah. And they are... Yeah. They're claymation. They like, they're stop they, they motion. Are like, they are, like, glitching. And because of how far the way they are, they almost look like it was a pixelated game. Like, it immediately was like, that's like original nintendo mario like that's what that looked like it's the retro filter even further back there was npcs who were just walking and they were like moonwalk walking like they were moving faster than their feet were moving and they were just like going across the screen and i was like what is going on over here funny enough though if you were to pull out your in-game camera and then like 
go to like take a selfie, those problems are fixed. Really? I think it is a rendering issue. Huh. That is super weird that the camera... I'm going to have to check that out with every glitch I see. <laughs> and see if the perform... Pull out the performance camera. The performance camera. Because it focuses in on there. Because you can take pictures. I think that that's what it is. Huh. Yeah, because when you're doing the camera, you're limiting your field of view. Whereas yep. when you're not, you can look in any direction. So everything has to be loaded at once. Yep. Um, interesting. So there are there are flame frame drops, there are rendering issues, there are straight up glitches where people are flickering in and out of existence. I have to say this because I know certain people will say, oh, the Nintendo Switch, it's such a shit system, it's so underpowered. While it's true that the Switch is underpowered compared to other modern consoles, I, I listed off a game a couple minutes ago, a list of games that run flawlessly, that are looking way better and have way more things going on than this game. So it's not the Switch's fault, it's the developer's fault. If you can yeah. take Nier Automata, beautiful looking action game, if you can take Monster Hunter, beautiful game, even Super Smash Brothers, as much as I rag on the online performance, if you can get those games that look better and have more going on to run very smooth, very consistent, it's not the Switch's problem. It's the developer's problem. Um, so there's not really. I mean, an I, I I'm sorry, but at this point, Breath of the Wild came out how long ago? Breath and of the Wild did have performance issues when it first came out, and they patched it. Not this bad. Not, not as bad nowhere as this. near. Nowhere's near that bad. And every individual blade of grass can blow in the wind. And you can set fire to the grass and watch the smoke and the embers trickle up. Like, there is environmental changes that happen within that game that happen better on day one release than how this game is with just everything else yeah what what concerns me is there were performance issues hey tin i'm gonna mess this up tin tinda i don't know welcome thank you for liking the stream we appreciate where you. are you i didn't even see that notification uh, it was a facebook facebook live notification oh gotcha okay. um what concerns me is there were issues with arceus uh performance issues with arceus there were some performance issues with Sword and Shield, and obviously this is has some serious performance issues. Which is the third game by the same company. I am worried that it's not crunch, it's not rushed, it's just that it they can't they can't do it. It uh, I I don't know. It'll it, it, time will tell if they can't fix the performance issues with updates. I think it's just. Game Freak's current capabilities to build well-performing, good-looking 3D games, they just don't have it. That's not their thing. They did 2D uh, 2D sort of pixel and sprite-based games for 20 years, and they're transitioning into 3D, and they just don't have it. It's so, not in their skill set, which maybe it's... Anthony, hate, welcome in. I hate to say that it might be time for the Pokemon games to get developed by somebody else. Cause that feels like sacrilegious almost, but Kuma like gaming, how's it going? Something's got to change. Hey, so, Kuma, welcome in. 
I, I hear you, and I understand why you're saying what you're saying, and you're 100% right and valid for your opinion, but I'm going to make one argument that I think supersedes that, and I'm going to put this into a business perspective and the manager who's in charge. Nintendo has to oversee and has to approve these things that get put on their console. How dare them allow it to be released fair in its point state. fair point yeah where is the oversight like you want to set a standard for your console you want to show the industry this is what you stand for make a bar draw the line and stand on it well if they're gonna if they're gonna set that then like two-thirds of the games in the eShop are going to get pulled <laughs> instantly. Because... So I, I hear you, and I understand that, but you can make that line be third-party and us. And let's face Fair. it, Pokemon is a Nintendo product. Yeah. Yeah, Nintendo, Nintendo really needs to have oversight. The problem is, this is going to be a top-ten best-selling Switch game. Still. I'm going to burn myself here, <laughs> but... That's like saying Microsoft is going to produce Halo and it'd be garbage and be like, that's the game that we want. Like, I'm sorry, guys, but do better because that's not the brand that you sell. Yeah. I mean, I think I think this is going to be the breaking point for this franchise and maybe for first party Nintendo games, because this this is not getting let off the hook. This is the this is the come to Jesus moment where people are like, I mean, the the view, the Metacritic score for these games is like three like not three out of five stars like three out of a hundred like th three like one two three my son can count that high <laughs> um so it's fun kuma's like what the hell did i just walk into <laughs> you came at like the the white hot core of the criticism moment we've been we've been gushing and saying this game is fun the open world is great Terrestrializing's cool. Terror raids are cool. Um, overall, we both really like this game, but damn, this is one ugly ass baby. Like, so I hear they you say that this stuff. is. I hear you say that this is the come to Jesus moment, and like this is the third game that this company has released, and this is where their problems are, and that, that clearly they're going to have to make a change. But as far as I see it. This wasn't as big of a negative splash as Cyberpunk. I don't see there going to be a change. Yeah, well, Cyberpunk, they straight up promise things and systems that just weren't in the game. Well, yes, but this still graphical issues. I mean, yeah. even look at Ubisoft and how they botched Assassin's Creed Unity and how big of a blunder they made. And then they had to spend so many patch uh, updates in order to fix before they're like, okay, this is the game. Like, yeah, I'm hoping this game is very different in a year. Hopefully sooner. Yeah, yeah. Cyberpunk was multi-platform. That's a good point. So it's going to get more coverage. And it was hyped up for like four years straight. This is yeah. the, If you consider when we knew about this game and now that we're holding it, it's a pretty short timeline. So we only yeah. learned about this this summer, right? So, but that's my point. Take more time. Do it right. They, but if this was this was this is their holiday game. There's no other. There's no other holiday game. And I hate I yeah I hate it that it's that way. But like from a business perspective, it's the holiday game. Jojo said something funny. Ryan said uh, they just want everybody to be beta testers. Why pay them to fix it when they can have when they can have them pay you? 
Um, this okay. is so true. We have, we have is... so much more in the episode to talk about. So, that. like, that is the cancer that I was referring to. Like, as, a, as an industry, the video game developers have allowed a standard to just fall. And they are now, instead of doing alpha tests, beta tests, closed beta tests, private beta tests, okay, now we're going to do open beta tests, and now we're going to, okay, this is going to be the product that we're going to put on the shelves. Are we happy with this? Yes, and then release. They're no longer doing that anymore because they want the fast cash. The industry has lowered its standard, and to JoJo's point and to Chin's point, we can just release it and then update it later. Yeah, and I think, I really hope that people are going to be less understanding of that because we need complete games again guys we need like and the only way it's going to change is if people start speaking with their wallet but let's face it we're not well you know what but you know what elden ring elden ring came out elden Elden ring Ring is elden ring was complete elden ring was delicious a little spicy for my taste but elden Elden ring made everybody look stupid this year Elden yes, Ring took every other release and said, all right, you dumbass preschoolers, we're going to release a game <laughs> and we're going to remind people that we can release a full game without paid DLC, without patching things afterwards. Like, here, here's the game. And that's it. And that's the way it should be. Elden Ring was unfortunately the exception, not the standard. I know, but I'm hoping, I think... In a, in, a, in a world where almost every game is released with issues and feels rushed and feels incomplete, that can go on for years and years and years, but I think the big wake-up moment is not going to be like one day you buy your fifth game that feels unfinished and you're like, ugh, I'm tired of this, I'm going to stop doing it. It's the contrast that somebody drops a game like Elden Ring and then boom, now it's like, oh yeah, I forgot. I can eat real food instead of McDonald's. Like, I there's this is possible. Um, JoJo says, devil's advocate here, some of that mentality is perpetuated by streamers. 100%. Yeah. Not just streamers, but also the greedy people who see something, they want it, they want to push it out. They, they want that content, they want that fix. They, they will buy something simply because of their desire and their want. I think there just needs to be more clear, like, if, there, if there's an early access of the game, it should have an early access price, right? If they're going to release something that's beta, early access, it needs to be half price. And then when it's all fixed, then it's full price. And in some cases released, that happens. They could have released this game at 40 maybe $50 and then be like hey we know there's flaws in it and we're going to fix them but here's the game but the, I mean you can't that that's not Nintendo they'll never do that no, you can do that as Nintendo. an indie developer on Steam but you can't do that as Nintendo Nintendo they got to have their stuff packaged but that's my that's my point yeah like this is Nintendo either release a solid product or release it with a stamp knowing what it is and I can have respect for you that you can be like, hey, I know what my standards are. I'm sorry I didn't make it, but 
here's what I got so far. With the promise that it's coming. And that's the, that's exactly. the more troubling part is I don't know if this is going to get fixed. Yep. I'm still going to play it. I'm still going to enjoy it. And I'm going to grit my teeth through the, the glaring screen, you know, thrashing and drops. Maybe we'll make a drinking game of it every time that we see a graphical, a really blatant graphical glitch. Take a sip of beer. Do you still want your liver? Like, are you I trying mean, to get we'll rid of see. it? We'll see. It'll make me care about it looking like <coughs> Anyway. You so, heard it here, everybody. Preston is going to be selling his liver if you want a damaged God. liver. No, we've done chance. that. We've been there. I can't survive streams like that anymore in my old age. <laughs> Your old age. Now that you've had a birthday yesterday. Yeah. Um. So, again, good game, good concept. This is early impressions, so we'll see. We'll do a full review episode of this once we've had time to really play through it. A lot more it. time into the game. Yeah, and hopefully after an out. update. Um, yeah. But something else happened in Pokemon this week that I almost guarantee most of the people watching don't know about. Which is crazy that they did I this. Didn't, I didn't know about until you and Yeti and Discord started talking about it. So, so in the night... In absolute stealth ninja fashion. Under the cover of darkness while, and hidden, hidden behind the release of this game. While everybody's talking about how good or bad this game is, something else came out from Pokemon that we have been waiting years for. And that is Pokemon TCG Live. Pokemon trading card game has had an online mode since the early 2000s, and it looks like a Flash game. And while it's functionally okay, the, the it's so dated, super, super dated. And they've been talking about, for a couple years, that they are going to release a modern version with all the modern amenities of an online trading card game. And they did a beta in a couple different countries, and they've been working out the bugs, and there really hasn't been any big updates. And then the day before this releases, Pokemon TCG Live comes out, and nobody says anything. There's no news, there's no real news about it. If this would have happened at any other time besides when this game came out, it would have been like, boom, everybody would have been streaming it, it would have been like a big deal. I think they did this intentionally so that the TCG flew under the radar. It didn't get completely overwhelmed because the servers would have would have crashed if this was like a full like announced release date thing. Um, but Pokemon TCG is out. It's in it's in live beta, of course. Um, but it's out. You can play it. And it's actually pretty good. You can play it on iOS, Android, Mac, PC, everything. <laughs> Phones and computers, no Switch, no Switch version talked about. Nope. It, there has to be a Switch version. Um, there won't be. There will be. How could they I not don't... have a Switch version? You don't think? I think. I mm -mm. think so. Not anytime soon, I, but there will be. I don't trust that it'll happen. So... It is. It is pretty cool. It is. The it is really good looking. The simple fact that they looking. flew under the radar with it, I think that they they don't have their heart in it. I I think they definitely have their heart in it, but they need to be really really careful because. And here's the big thing: before you go running and downloading it, 
there is a huge, huge warning with this game. So when you buy a pack of Pokemon cards, it comes with a code to redeem that pack online. So if it's a booster pack, you get a booster pack for the old system. If it's a specific pre-made deck, you get that pre-made deck online. The old Pokemon online system. Now, they're transitioning from the old system to the new system. And in that transition, there are some format changes. They're not running all the different modes that they ran in the old Pokemon. There's going to be standard and expanded, which has to do with card rotations and all that. Um, But when you transfer your collection over, which for some people who have been buying Pokemon cards for the last 20 years and saving the codes and redeeming them online, you can have a huge collection in this old system. When you migrate your account, it brings your collection into the new system, but you only get to bring four copies of each card. Um, And certain cards, like old legacy cards, that cannot be played in the new formats disappear. And you get credits for them, but you lose those cards. And once you migrate and those cards get converted into credits, that's it. They're gone. There's no going back. And in the beta testing, they didn't really fully explain that enough, or people just ignored it. And people who have tens of thousands of cards uh, and migrated to this new system for the beta lost significant portions of their collection and there was a lot of bad blood um which has been most of the reason for the delay on why this has taken so long to get out because unfortunately there's no clean way to transition the system into the new system um so that out of the way i have played the old pokemon system for like 10 minutes the new system is awesome uh the game's feel a little slow, I think, just because I'm learning and I'm used to Marvel Snap being so fast. Um, but the game looks good. Haven't run into... I've, I've run into less performance issues with the trading card game than I have with Pokemon Violet. Um, and you can craft specific cards. Instead of praying and opening boosters... If there is a specific card that you want for your deck, I'm running a Blissey deck right now, and I need Miltank. Instead of opening packs, I can use some of my credits from from crafting. You get credits from playing. You can also, like, break down your existing cards and put them into credits. You can use credits to craft Miltank or any specific card that you want. And I don't know, obviously you can't craft, like, the super rare cards, I don't think. Um, but the fact that you can craft specific cards to make your deck is really cool. And when I found that out, because I was like, oh, I don't feel like spending a lot of money. I just want to play. I want to be kind of casual. Tom, welcome in. Welcome Um, in. I just want to be more casual, but I want to make like a deck that works. I learned that I could craft my own cards and now that like has sort of changed my mindset and now i'm very interested in playing this game so i think that if they're forcing you to commit 
now and lose everything, that's why they didn't make a big announcement because they're maybe going to fix that problem. Well, they're not. It's not later. that you lose everything; it's that you lose. You, you know what I mean? The you, old, you lose yeah. The, yeah. The, what's they're probably a lot of people are not going to want to migrate, and they're going to stick to the old platform until this has been fully fleshed out and has a <coughs> true release, and then they'll. Then they'll migrate when they know that they're not going to lose what they they want. They're gonna though. That's not going to change. You don't think so? No, no way. They've drawn they've drawn their line in the sand, saying that moving forward, we are going to have these formats and all the cards that you can play, all the cards that are going to be released, and all the cards that exist in a digital format need to be played in standard or expanded. Standard is whatever is in the current rotation, so all the sets that have come out in the past year. And then in January, the rotation bumps up. So the oldest card sets in the rotation get bumped and are no longer playable in Standard. And then you can still play those cards, but you have to play them in Expanded. But the old, old cards don't fit into Expanded because they're too old. So those cards disappear. From what I understand, I think I think I know what I'm talking about, but I'm not sure I could be wrong. But I just know that some of the if there's a card that can't be played in standard or expanded, that card is going to get turned into credits. You're not going to have a digital version of that card anymore. Also, I've heard that there's not going to be trading. Interesting. Which is a problem when the name of the game is called Pokémon TCG trading yeah, card trading game. card game. It's not yeah. it's not a it's not a CCG collectible card game, which is what Marvel Snap is categorized officially. There's no Marvel Snap TCG. It's Marvel Snap CCG collectible card game. They're gonna call this Pokemon TCG. You can't just pretend T stands for Tickle Me Elmo or Tough <laughs> Shit. Your cards are gone. The T stands for trading. Unless you're planning on being a trader, trading needs to be a function of the game. Um, and I don't know how they rectify that or if they're planning to... Yet again, why aren't people releasing fully fully completed products? I mean, I'm happy that a free game for mobile and PC is coming out in open beta because I've been dying to try this and test it and get into it for a while. It's not a $60 release. If it was, I'd have a huge problem. <laughs> Uh, but when things just pop up, you know, <laughs> that's what happens. If it just pops up on your iOS device and it's a, and it's a open beta, that's, that's fine. Um, but it's cool. Check it out. Just be careful. Migrating. So in order to download it, you have to search for it by typing in exactly Pokemon space TCG space live. It yes. is very specific in order to find it yeah it's again very under the radar yeah okay we're gonna fly through the rest of the news here yes um there was an indie direct and this is gonna be the easiest one to fly through because barely any of it is is of note um there was a cool cooking game that i i actually am like a little bit guilty pleasure interested in because i love indian food it's, it's called Venba, and it is an Indian cooking game about an Indian family 
who migrate into Canada in the 80s. And the whole game is like you're cooking and you're building relationships with your family and you're cooking like traditional Indian dishes. And that is the weirdest premise for a game that I've ever heard of. But I'm also kind of like, it's weird enough. It's like Boyfriend Dungeon, right? It's like weird yeah. enough where I'm like, this uh, could I'll, work. I'll play it? Yeah. I might get it one night and get like a bunch of Indian food and just have like a, a like a, a tikka masala stream. I love Indian <laughs> okay. food. Okay. So. Yep. Um, have a nice death. The fun, fun roguelike that's been on PC is coming to Switch March 22nd. I have this in Steam, and it's a very fun game. Mm. It's a very fun game. It's very cute. I love the style of it. It's really well done. It's polished. It's a complete game, believe it or not. Um, and it's fun. If you like roguelikes and you like action sort of platformers, that is for you. Um, I'm going to let you talk about this next one because I think you've you've talked about this one before. Um, coffee talk. Oh yes, I I I've played this game on on Game Pass. Yeah, on, on Xbox on Xbox Game Pass. Yes. Okay, so the episode two is coming out in the spring, and it's gonna have this is like I, you've played it. I've never played it, so I don't even know how to describe this. <sighs> you are the owner of a coffee shop. And you have this coffee shop in a fantasy-esque world. Elves, orcs, fairies, all sorts of, like, essentially, you are the barista of a Dungeons & Dragons game. That, I mean, that's, that's so that's so close to my actual D&D character. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, that's essentially what this is. And the... Uh, concept is that different characters come in and you talk to them and you can develop relationships with them and have communication with them. Different dialogue choices will take you down different paths. Relationships can be burned or built and stories can be unlocked and discovered and you can maybe help other people find love or decide to kill their foe. Like, there's there's a lot that can happen. The problem that I had with the game is that it's a slow burn. What? Like, it's, a, it's about owning a coffee shop. <laughs> that's the vibe. Yeah. That, that's 100% what the vibe is. I needed more from it. Sure. It's a, co I, I it's needed... a classic cozy game, right? Yes. Yes. It's, yeah. If you are the type of person who wants to sit on the couch on a rainy day and like half asleep sipping your cocoa and just like listening to a dragon flirt with a purple elf like that sounds like the exact situation <laughs> that this game is designed to be played in yes um so it's getting it's been on the switch but it's getting episode two in spring which is like its newest round of like dlc i guess okay um rogue legacy a game that I have been very interested in, uh, Rogue Legacy 2, is out on Switch. It came out when they did the Direct, which was, I think, last week. Um, but it's out. It's a roguelite. Um, it has to do with, like, you play as a class, you get as far as you can, you die, 
and then it's like the next playthrough, you're playing as the next generation in your family. So you're playing as your children now. And certain stats and traits carry over between generations. That's why it's Rogue Legacy, because your legacy is being carried on. So the progression element is like genetics being passed on from family member to family member. And as you play, you get different classes that unlock and stuff. Um, it looks cool. I'm interested in it. I have, There's way too many games to play right now, as we're going to go through here in a second. Um, Wrestle Quest is coming out in May. That's like a Wrestle RPG simulator. I don't know. Tom Tom might be interested in that. <laughs> um, and then Inscription is coming to Switch, which is sort of like a weird card game also i think roguelite um author gamer girl on twitch uh jen has played it and streamed it a bunch and it's very dark and moody um but the the strategy of the cards uh the card play of it looks interesting to me um so if you like spooky card games inscription is coming to the switch soon it might be out i'm not sure i don't have a date for it um next on the docket is Sunbreak Title Update 3. I'm assuming at this point most people know about it. It's coming out yeah. on Thursday. They're raising Anomaly Investigations to level 200 from 120. That's going to be really tough. Um, they're releasing Chaotic Gormagala, Risen Kushala, Risen Teostra. So Risen versions of the Elder Dragon, Chaotic Gormagala. Going to be super cool. Anomaly quests go up to A7. You can do manual adjustment. There's going to be plushy paid DLC, which I'm absolutely getting the Magnamalo plushy gun lance in-game. I'm not a fan of paid cosmetics in Monster Hunter, but I will make an exception here. Uh, the big change in this update, though, because every update seems to have new monsters and things, and then the big thing. The big thing in this is you're now going to be able to take your followers with you on Master Rank, Anomaly Quests, and Anomaly Investigations. So that's kind of cool, because especially for somebody like myself who barely gets a chance to play online with his friends, a lot of these quests can be a lot easier and more successful when you have a party. And being able to take these people with you on a lot of these other hunts is pretty neat. Yes, it's going to bring multiplayer experience to single player but in a much more reliable way because mm -hmm. i can't tell you how many quests i've had an open you know request for and random people join sometimes it goes great sometimes the somebody, ca somebody cards three times you have no control over it <laughs> this when your followers cart it doesn't count against your total amount of carts so it's basically just free support um, mm -hmm. the monsters do scale based on how many people you have in your party still. Um, but the NPCs carry their weight consistently. You can depend on them and you're also going to be able to change their behavior to be more aggressive, more supportive, more defensive. I think it's going to be really cool. I am going to definitely be streaming it. I have some work to do, uh, to unlock all the followers cause I have not done that because that there's been no yeah. reason to, but now there is. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, there's also going to be winter update, winter 2023, which everybody just assumes is going to be January because yeah. maybe may February. Um, and then there's going to be another update in the spring. So 
And then there's probably going to be another summer update, another fall update. But I really am digging the continued support for the game. I'm still playing it and streaming it. Like, it's cool. Speaking of being cool or chill, how you like that transition? Um, Splatoon chill season is starting in December. And this is their new season for the catalog. There's going to be at least two new maps. Um, there's going to be balance changes, there's going to be new weapons, uh, new weapon sets, um, there's going to be a big swig roller. Corporal, that has your name written all over it. The big, the big swig roller is a roller that when you're rolling it, it paints in a wider spread than any other roller. Okay. But it's not like a dynamo roller. It's not like a slow, big... It's like a regular roller that just paints really wide. So that that seems like... I saw that and I was like, oh, Corporal's got a new yep. main. Corporal's got a new main weapon. Um, there's also going to be some sort of new sniper uh, and a thing called the Splattershot Nova, which is going to have good range and consistent aiming because when you hold down the fire button... Your shots kind of have a random spread, but this is going to be, like, laser-focused. So, seems to me like a competitor for the Splattershot Pro. We'll see what kind of kit it has on it. Um, but the maps, Flounder Heights is returning from Splatoon 1. Okay, Which is cool. super exciting, because yep. I like that map. And then there's going to be a new map called Brinewater Springs, which seems cool. I know pretty much nothing about it, but it's Brinewater Springs. So, Craptacular, welcome in. Um, and while all this is very exciting, they still gotta fix the disconnects and latency because yeah. that is that is having a chilling effect on people taking this game seriously and continuing to invest the time and effort uh, into Splatoon three competitively. Um, there's still a lot of latency glitches a lot there's of a lot of connection issues a lot of connection making the game on uh, unplayable or not enjoyable with friends yeah i mean i still i'm still playing it i'm still enjoying it i'm gonna play this graptacular welcome in by the way thanks for liking the stream um but it's every time i play it it's like a paper cut and eventually i'm gonna get sick of being cut um, especially when there's so many other good games out to play. Uh, I mean, I'm, I've dropped Splatoon for Pokemon, just straight out. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm probably not going to be playing much Splatoon. Much Splatoon. Much <laughs> Splatoon until this new chill season because I've done the I've done the catalog. I have done everything I've wanted to do. That one, Splatoon's probably... Although... I still play Splatoon with Foe and Yeti because Foe doesn't yeah. have Pokemon. Yeti doesn't have Pokemon. So yeah. I'll still play it socially, but you're probably not going to see Splatoon on the streams until December. Yeah. Until the new stuff comes out. Um, and look, hour and a half and we're through. We got through all we that got, stuff. We got our side quest. I, I'm curious. Did we discuss this? Did you change your opinion on who your starter was? No, uh, because you get to see their personality more 
once you start the game, and somebody else made a video about this, um, but this is the first Pokemon game where you actually get to see and spend a little bit of time with the Pokemon before you choose them. Normally, they're just yep. on a steel table, and it's like, choose your specimen. But yep. this, you get to see them run around. You get to see their personalities. Fuecoco is an empty head, no thoughts, glue-eating goon, and I'm here for it. He just, <laughs> every time I look at him, he's just got his mouth open, he's like, <sighs> and I, I, to me, that's the most compelling design out of the three. <coughs> I'm just like, look at this little nugget. <laughs> he's so derpy, and the fact that he yes. loves food, he's my spirit animal. Yes. Derpy food, fire, apple, with like a, I just, he's, yeah, Fuecoco. Yeah, Fuecoco all the way. Lady Sage chose the cat, obviously. Yeah. I usually choose grass types because I like the I like the the mechanics of the grass types with like leech seed and like solar beam yep. and stuff like that. Um who did you choose? I also chose Firecroc. Yes! Fue Coco Gang! Fue Coco Gang. Yeah, we both we both picked Fue Coco. Quaxley is growing on me. Cause he's got that yes. swag. He's got that little, the little blue feet that are kind of. Honestly, cool. I thought that maybe you you would have switched for the duck just because he's dapper. I was thinking about it, but no, Fue Coco. It'll be interesting to see the evolution because my Fue Coco is now uh, it evolved once. It's in stage two. Oh, stage I, two I evolved yet. Stage two is boring. It's a boring. Is he? I'm I'm hoping the third evolution is better. I like the first version of him. I don't even remember. It's like something croc, crocotot. No, cricket. <laughs> that's cricketot. Um, yeah, stage two is kind of meh. Uh, I'm hoping that they bring him. They bring him back to his derpy roots in stage three. But yeah, he's he's doing work. He's the most powerful member of my team so far. Although Asmeral, I got a Meryl and evolved it, so that's my like water Pokemon now, and that thing wrecks. I, so I haven't gotten nearly as far as you have, and more, more. I was just in those open areas in the very beginning, but I found myself a drowsy and a ghastly, and I'm what? all. A, yeah. What the hell? Yeah. I haven't seen either of those. There, there is a. Uh, uh, it looks like an old church that has broken and fallen down, and it's like a decrepit, like ruined building. And I was over there, and all of a sudden, like seven uh, ghastly spawned. And I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna be killed! And like, I, I like snuck around and I caught one, and then on the back side of that building, there's a lake, and on the other side of the lake was a drowsy. Now see, this is where the open world multiplayer is gonna get fun. Because yes. as we continue to go through the game, I predict that there's gonna be more moments like this. Yeah. Because it was kind of like that in Arceus, because you could kind of go in different directions and stuff, but now it's like you can go in any direction. So yep. the um, the different Pokemon that we're able to catch and have access to is going to... I can't wait to... to get you into a game with me and, like, you're off somewhere and you're like, oh, my God, I found this, and I come running yes, over Yes, and it gives, it gives trading more meaningful interaction because it's not like, oh, yep. I'm farther ahead of you, I'm going to trade you stuff that you're going to encounter eventually. I could go back and go get you a Ghastly if you want me to go get one. I mean, if you have one just lying around, I wouldn't refuse it. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, but yeah, we do need to get on. We do need to get on multiplayer. Maybe I mean this upcoming week is Thanksgiving, and we haven't yeah. really discussed what our stream schedule is going to be like. Maybe uh, Friday night stream, Black Friday Pokemon. We'll see. We'll I'll see. be streaming. I'll be streaming Pokemon Solo on Tuesday, and you're welcome to jump in if you have. I uh, I'm actually. I may jump in on Friday because remember, uh, with my son's schedule, I usually get him on Fridays and the weekends. So I probably will have a second Thanksgiving with the entire family together on Friday. Um, so I don't know if I'll be around, but but we'll see. if Little Red has his Switch and you have your Switch, we can all play together. Oh, we haven't done that since Minecraft Dungeons. Nope, we yeah, haven't. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty fun. Um, cool. And we'll also, of course, when we're streaming it, we're going to have probably an open invitation to viewers to jump in. I don't know how that's going to work if there's people jumping in that are, like, super over-leveled. If we do, like, a terror raid, if it's going to, like, scale levels down, because I, I don't think we'll want to open the lobby to anybody who can just, like steamroll the game for us um yeah. but we'll see there's much to be there's much to be learned about the multiplayer because neither of us have tried it yet it'll um, be pretty humorous to see what happens <laughs> did you yeah. know that humorous bone is right here that's mm. that's your humorous bone did oh, you know that no i didn't but if you boil a funny bone it becomes a laughing stock it's humorous hurts Physical uh, you pain. need you need good stock for your gravy for thanksgiving so boil those funny bones and get laughing get stock. away from me get away oh <laughs> uh, that was it that was a good one i liked my chilling effect it, it, the chilling was... effect joke for splatoon i snuck it, that in there it was it was all right Cricket Tot Cricket Tot has the best sounding Pokemon call. Yes. The uh, maybe I'll change that while I'm streaming Pokemon to the alert sound. So when somebody <laughs> likes to stream it goes I'll never get tired of hearing it. If I find a Cricket Tot, I have him in my party just to hear that noise over and over again. <laughs> All right, everybody, that's our episode. Go out there and catch them all. Do it for catch us. Catch them all! And uh, overlook the glaring graphical issues. Yeah, just squint. If you think you're seeing frame rate drops, just squint. Blame squint. it on your old age. Or pull that's out your camera do. and look at your, look at it with your yeah, camera. And then apparently it'll be okay. that's a fix for it, too. <laughs> all right, bye, everybody. Have a good night. Peace.